It's Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Happy I Divorced. I began the day reading Bob Woodward's book about Trump. It's called Fear. No kidding. Great title. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is One on One. I'm finding reasons to be happy this month and sharing them. Please share this podcast. Please subscribe. I love Bob Woodward. Even though as a television journalist, which I call myself, journalists like Woodward really make us TV people feel kind of superficial. I mean, really, they got Nixon to resign. Anyway, the book is great so far, but it is scary. Trump is so dumb. He's just not smart. That's all. I don't think anybody can argue with that. What have we gotten ourselves into? I got really scared when I was reading about the U.S. agreement with South Korea and all the little dangerous things Trump wants to do. Then there was the information about COVID, which everybody seems to be grasping onto and how he made the situation worse than it should be. Finally, I put the book aside and I turned on the TV. And then I stayed in bed all morning watching a French film. Okay, it wasn't dirty. Even though, I mean, a lot of us think of French films as, you know, lots of sex. But this wasn't like that. It's called Things to Come. It's a 2012 French-German drama. And it stars one of my favorite French actresses, Isabelle Hubert. Now, I looked up how to pronounce her name. And I did the voice thing. How do you pronounce it? And the guy says, Isabelle Hubert. And it's spelled H-U-P-P-E-R-T, Isabel Huppert, Huppert, Huppert. I'm from Fresno, California. So without listening to his pronunciation, I would have said Isabel Huppert. (laughs) Huppert. Anyway, because I was watching this, it means that I had to put away all my devices and read the English captions or subtitles. It was a good movie. And she is one of my favorite actresses. It's about a teacher of philosophy, a professor who is so successful. She has textbooks published. She's smart. She's beautiful, thin, in her late 40s, maybe around late 40s. Now, according to the review, Things to Come offers quietly profound observations on life, love, and the irrevocable passage of time. Bottom line, her husband falls in love with someone else and they split up. Now, this is a shock to her. It just devastates her because she thought everything was just fine with their marriage. I mean, at one point she says, I thought you said you'd love me all my life. And he says something stupid like, oh, yeah, I do still love you, blah, blah. Now, I had been unhappy in my marriage for years when my ex and I split up. And he was miserable, too. And really, the reason we finally split was because he was cheating on me. I didn't know it. My daughter found out. And told me. And then it was like, okay, I really can't do this anymore. I really got got to get rid of this guy. And I was devastated. At the same time, I lost touch with a lot of my friends after the breakup. It's like they didn't like me anymore. Or, you know, maybe they never liked me. I, I had a horrible time, even though I was miserable when I was married to him. It's like I was used to the misery. I had settled into it. And now I think, why did I do that? Why did I settle? Life is so short. 
and it's too short to live with someone you don't like. Idiot. I'm calling myself that. I'm so happy now. Just wonder why I didn't do it earlier so that I could have enjoyed some of this happiness. I'm so happy not to have to deal with the conflict and all the anger and just live and enjoy every day, whatever may come. Now, I've written another podcast about being afraid because sometimes I think that was why I stayed with him. I was afraid. I'm not going to go into being afraid here because that's like a whole nother podcast. But I do want to talk about settling and giving up. In the movie I watched today, the French professor just gave up. She told her students and her friends and her adult children that it was okay never to love again. And it was a whole philosophy thing. Uh, It was very deep. But she went on and on. And at one point, she says to one of her former students, who's now a friend, French women just don't have many choices after they turn 40. I heard that and I thought, wow, no way. I think French women are beautiful. Actually, I really do think all women are beautiful. But there's something about where some women live that make them especially beautiful. French women, women from Spain, women from India, even Native American women, African American women, Asian women, women who live in San Francisco. Now, I I have no facts on any of this. I'm I'm, I'm just really thinking out loud about beautiful women. But back to the movie. The heroine told her students that love and romance is all an illusion anyway. It's better to just have your work and immerse yourself in your teaching and your life and forget about marriage and love and being with someone. At the same time her husband was cheating on her and left her, her mom got sick. And then one of her students that she was very close to gave up on his writing and became a communist or something like that. And all of this devastated her and all this change. Then there was a fast forward to a year later and the professor's daughter has a baby girl. And the movie ends with the professor cooing and singing to the baby as her daughter and her son and her son-in-law eat Christmas dinner in the next room. Okay, I did not like the end of the movie. I love movies, but they have to end really well or I don't like them. My idea of a great ending is a happy ending. I know, I know. Here's why. Life is too hard. I want theater and film and books and art to show me something else. If I want drama or unhappiness or ugliness, I can stay home. I can, there are other things I can do. And, and here's why I didn't like the movie, particularly the ending. Don't give up on love. I am not giving up. Now, I don't want to live with anyone ever again, but I'm not giving up on love. I, I love people. I'm going to love people with all my heart. And if one of them happens to be a man, all the better. Love is always possible. And as someone wrote once, love is the answer. Just don't give up. After my morning in bed, I got up and I came down to my office to work and I'm drinking a Diet Coke and I'm waiting for Emily to call me about the localized project I'm on. And I got a message, a ding on my phone. I have 30 minutes to make it to Sacramento from Elk Grove to a doctor's appointment. What? Now, this appointment wasn't on my big calendar, but it was on my phone and it kind of did a little ping and it reminded me. And, and damn it, I think. I call the doctor. Yes, I have an appointment. It's not really my doctor. It's a brace repair shop. I need 
extensive repair on my leg brace. And I had a bad breakup, just like my marriage. I had a bad breakup with the last repair shop. I went in to get some repairs and I forgot my prescription from the doctor. And I'd been going to them for some time and I spent a lot of money there to have them make me this leg brace. And the guy, the repair guy, got really rude. He didn't want to call the doctor. And he said, if you pay us, I will do the repairs. And I said, no, why would I do that? I have insurance. And we ended up getting into a big fight, as I tend to do, because I speak up. And I called them incompetent and said they were trying to cheat me. And I stomped off and it ended really badly. Well, as it turns out, because I'm old, they have to go through Medicare before they can bill my insurance company. And it's a lot of red tape. And people don't want to go through Medicare. They just want to bill my insurance company or they want me to pay. And it's like, no, I pay a lot of money for my insurance company and they can try to bill them before I should pay. It's not my fault. It's the freaking federal government's fault for all the red tape. And it just really burns me that they treat people like this and they treat people like this who don't have any other options, who don't have insurance, who don't have the wherewithal to speak up and stand up for themselves. So I found myself another brace shop and I was late. I raced down there. And what do you know? I got there on time. <laughs> it's not late. But it turns out they have the same problem. They wouldn't even touch my prescription until we met to see what I needed. And I had to leave without the repairs. They're going to get back to me. I really like the woman who I talked to. But just, wow, how screwed are we? <laughs> really? And I really do feel for people who get ripped off by these people. And meantime, my brace is creaking and stinking. It stinks. And it's like... Yeah, man. Wow. And I have the best insurance probably in the country. And I'm still going through this. But it's September. And this month is all about happy thoughts, positive thinking, and looking on the bright side. So at the end of this day, I am happy and I am blessed. It's garbage night. I'm happy to get rid of some garbage, some stuff that I'm bagging up and throwing away. I'm happy to read Woodward's book. Happy to watch French movies with beautiful French actresses named Isabelle Huppert or Hooper. But mostly I'm happy that I'm divorced. And I'm not giving up. Don't give up. Don't settle. It is tough to go through tough times, through a divorce, through a breakup. But it really is nice to get to the other side. I'm Gloria Morada, one-on-one communications in the digital age. Speak up, talk to each other, be happy. Don't settle. I love you. Till tomorrow.